on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit the questions. And I give you the answers. You can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is guys email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. So you can email them in. And the other way that you can do is you can drop them in the comments on the Q and AF episodes on YouTube. For those of you that uh, don't know yet, we are on YouTube. A lot of you guys listen exclusively on audio because we have been exclusively on audio and, uh, you know, you like it that way. I get it. But we are on YouTube for those of you guys that want to watch. Uh, and if you want to ask your question, you just drop that comment under the Q&A F episodes and we'll pick some from there as well. If this is your first time watching, listening. Uh, we do have other programs inside the show. Okay. We have CTI that is cruise the internet. That's where we put shit up on the screen. We talk about what's going on. We talk about what might be true, what probably isn't true. Uh, and then we make fun of it. And then, you know, we piss a lot of people off on the internet. That's what we do. Uh, then we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of just real talk. And then we have full length and full length is what you're used to seeing on almost every other podcast, which is just a interview style conversation style format. Um, we have this thing that we say called pay the fee. When I say pay the fee, all I'm asking is that you share the show. We've grown this show entirely off word of mouth. Uh, we've been doing this for nearly a decade. We've remained at the very, very top of the iTunes rankings. Uh, when it comes to podcasts for nearly 10 years based entirely off value exchange, which is what I like. Okay. So if we do a good job, if you learn something, if you gain something, if it entertains you, if it makes you laugh, it makes you think, if it gives you new perspective, if you think it's information that needs to get out there, it will only get out there if you share the show. Okay. So please pay the fee. So when I say pay the fee, that's what I'm talking about. I don't run ads on the show. You'll notice this. I can make eight figures a year. Uh, with the ad traffic from the show on this particular show. I don't do that because I don't want you guys questioning what it is I'm saying or why I'm saying it. And I don't want to be told by some corporate fuck what I can and can't say. So in exchange for that, all I ask is that you help us grow the show. That's it. So what's up, man? Yeah, but growers, not showers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on, brother? Oh, you know. Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what, what book are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading like four different books right now. Okay. So I'm reading, usually how you do it. Like, um, yeah. Cause like, dude, and where I like the places I sit, I usually have a book in each one of those places. So like when I'm at home and I'm like in the house, there's a book on the coffee table that I'm working on. If I'm in, down in my uh, cigar bar, you know, my cigar, cigar bar, bar. Yeah. uh, all those cigars. Yeah. All those cigars. <laughs> when I'm down in the cigar bar, yeah. um, you know, I have a book. Uh, that I read there when I'm here, I, I have a book that I read here. So I'm working on, you know, I'm always have them in the places I sit because occasionally, you know, throughout the day I'll wake up or, you know, take like take a break or whatever. Not wake. I don't know what the fuck I said, but wake, wake up. The fuck am I talking about? When you bake up. Yeah, that's right. When I bake <laughs> up, uh, you know, I, I take a little break and uh, I read and I usually try to knock out 10 pages. I won't pick up the book without reading at least 10 pages. So mm -hmm. like um, one of the books I'm reading right now at home uh, in the bar 
the cigar bar right. is uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Um, that's really cool. I never read that book before, and, and it gets it gets good right away. It's really, really good. Uh, book that I'm reading up in the house right now. Um, I just got done with uh, a couple different books by Tim Grover. I read Relentless, mm-hmm. and I've already read those books, but I read Relentless and Winning back-to-back as part of 75 Hard because I think they're such good mindset books for me. Um, so I'm always working on different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and and I like to reread books that I read, you know, 10 years ago because I see them through a new perspective now. Mm. So um, it's like watching an old movie and, and you're seeing picking up new part. stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That's right. Dude, I think people like, and, and, and it's awesome, dude. And like, I mean, I hate that it took 75 hard to get me there as far as the reading part, but it's so like, it's so underrated in our society right now. Well, yeah, and especially people don't really understand what it can do for your mental anxiety and mental dialogue. You know, a lot of people talk about how much anxiety they suffer from. Well, dude, if you can get into a book for just 10 pages, mm-hmm. it will help bring the fucking level down. And so, like, you know, I'm usually reading about 30 pages to 40 pages a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes that's of one book or sometimes that's of many books, but it's usually done in short bursts. Yeah. Um, and, dude, part of what it does is it helps regulate my my emotions or whatever the chaos of the day is Mm -hmm. because in my position uh where i'm at what i do my basic role is to solve the problems that no one else can fucking solve like our systems in all of our companies we have executives we have teams that run them all so when things come to me bro it's it's something that they weren't able to handle right so like i'm constantly dealing with high stress or uh, you know, high anxiety inducing problems, trying to solve those problems. And so like for me, I have to be very careful to manage my emotional state. And mainly how I do thro- so is, is through reading these short bursts throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, people don't understand uh, how powerful, especially when you're working on a business, reading can actually be for you because when you're putting in the, all this information, what it does is it creates the mechanism uh, in your brain to work properly that is responsible for the creative thought of whatever it is that you're working on. So mm-hmm. by me being able to read and be able to put good information in my brain, my brain is able to process information and come up with creative and, and strong you know, ideas to solve some of the problems that are going on with whatever it is I'm working on. Yeah. So I think a lot of people don't really understand. They think like reading... You know, most people see reading as something that they were made to do, right? But they don't understand how powerful it could be uh, in many different avenues over the course of, you know, of their life. Yeah. And one of them is, you know, emotional management. One of them is, uh, you know, unplugging from the technology world. One of them is the creative development that you have when you are reading. And you don't necessarily have to be reading something about creativity. You could be reading anything and then your brain starts thinking, it starts thinking, it starts thinking, and then you focus back over here on what it is that you're working on. And all of a sudden you have this working brain yeah. that's focused over here now on this area that you need help with, and you're able to come up with better solutions for those problems. Mm. And I think it's a massive, every single high level operating CEO of a company that I personally know reads a shit ton. And I know there's fucking people out there to say, oh, reading's stupid and you should learn from experience. Well, you're a fucking moron bro right. like you you're you're saying that your experience is so strong 
that you can't learn from the fucking millions and millions and millions of people who have written fucking useful books, like you're closing yourself off. Now, do I agree that there's people who, who dive into books and never go in reality? Yeah, that's bad too. Mm-hmm. You need both. You need experience and you need the experiences of others, which is served in the form of books. Yeah. So, I mean, think about like, like just the ability or opportunity to learn from somebody else's mistakes before you even have to make it. So what that you know that book cost you fifteen bucks or twenty bucks, but it cost you four hours of your time. Right, right. But it saved you a fucking fifty thousand dollar mistake or a fucking hundred thousand dollar mistake, bro. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I think one of the cool things too about reading, man, that I'm I'm coming to terms with is like, you know, I think about like like lifting weights, right? We lift, mm-hmm. we we lift, we're pretty strong, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and um, but like it takes it takes a lot of time to really see the the changes, uh, from from lifting. Right, like it's gonna take months if you're fucking going at it, right? Yep. With the book, bro, I can read ten pages and I pull that fucking nugget out of there. I'm instantly better right then. Yeah, right then. Yeah, especially if you go apply it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know how to read actively. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 read in a very passive manner. I read in an active manner, meaning I have a note, my notepad, and my phone, and I have a title. So in my notepad on my phone, I'll say notes from blank this book. Okay, right. and then when I see those little nuggets, right? Like every 10 pages, I usually pull probably one or two nuggets mm-hmm. and I write them down. I'll say, okay, this is the nugget, right? And then I'll say page 22, okay? And so what happens is, is eventually over time, I build this entire list of ideas that I have that are appropriate and in line with my um, goals, like, you know, like, cause what'll happen is I'll be reading a book and I'll have an idea that I can apply to one of my companies mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll actually write the point of the book and then the idea that came from it and then the page. And now all of a sudden, dude, I've got this whole entire library of fucking ideas to go implement into my life. And like, yeah. that's what active reading is about. So like I am actively looking for in that 10 pages one or two things that will drastically help whatever it is I'm working on, whether that be me or whether it be businesses. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but we're, we're just geeks, bro. We're nerds. Well, that's <laughs> fine with me. I'm going to be a rich one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you call me whatever the fuck you want, but yeah. like one thing you ain't going to call me is fucking broke. Right, yeah. For so. Facts. <clears throat> facts, man. I love it, man. Well, it, it, is, uh, it is Q&A. I got some good ones for you. So let's, uh, let's make these people better, man. Yeah. Andy, question number one. Uh, hey, Andy, I'm a newer business owner. I found that I struggle with taking any time off from work. When I do take time off, I feel extremely guilty the entire time, even when I've worked very hard to earn a day off to enjoy my hobbies every now and then. One of the reasons I became a business owner was to have a more flexible schedule. But now that I'm here, I struggle to put it to use. Do you have any tips on overcoming that or is that just part of running your business? I think that's part of running a business that you're excited about. I think a lot of people think that like I'm crazy because like, dude, I just missed my first day ever of being at HQ this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Saturday was the first day that I have not been here on a day that I wasn't traveling out of town. And people hear that and they're like, well, that's so fucking unhealthy. Why would I listen to you? I don't want to be like you. You don't. You don't want to love what the fuck you do. You don't want to love it so much that you can't take a day off. You don't want to love it so much that, you know, it feels weird when you don't come in. 
You don't want to love it that much to where you don't ever feel like you're working. So you don't want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So the reality is there's, there's different, there's different ways to look at this problem. That's my problem. Okay. And it's quote unquote, a problem. It's not really a problem because my whole family life and existence is built around that. So it's not a problem for me. Now, if you have a family and kids that demand your time uh, and have all these other responsibilities, that this could be a problem for that. All right. So you have to understand that you're going to have to take some time away from your video game, Johnny, mm-hmm. and pay attention in real life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what we're starting to understand. You know, it's not a problem unless you make it a problem. And if it's a problem for your family or your, you know, your obligations, then all that is, is you have to look at it like, you know, you're playing this addictive video game that you used to play and it's time to get up and go to fucking dinner right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And you have to be able to understand that. Um, you know, now there's another perspective. A lot of people do this because they're, they do it out of fear. They are, they are totally afraid that if they take a day off, that their entire fucking business will crumble. And for those people, that's very dangerous. That's not a good place to live. And I think it's important for you all to understand that a day or two off once in a while is not going to fucking crush you. And in fact, when you're in the beginning stages, uh, the stages that are the hardest of your business, um, I think it's important that you understand that actually taking a day off or two will re-energize you and get you, you know, on the path that you want to go again. So there's all different ways to look at it. But I think that, you know, most of the time when we run into situations like this, it's because people are either desperate and they're totally afraid or they're totally in love with what they do. So they don't, you know what I'm saying? Take any days off. I think it's important in both cases to take some days off. You know, I'm going to do more traveling this year. That's something that I want to do. And the reason is, is because dude, you know, every time I do travel, I'm, I am even much as I like being here, I am even happier to be here when I come back. So it helps reset that bar as well. So I think there's all different kinds of ways to look at it, but ultimately, dude, here's what you guys got to understand. You're not, your business is not going to crumble with you, with you taking a fucking day or two or even a fucking week off. It's not, that's a, that's an irrational fear that you have because you're probably running your business the right way with a level of urgency where every single detail matters, which is what it takes to build a successful business. And you're afraid that if you step away, that those things will fucking not happen. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They probably won't happen. The people probably won't hold your standard when you step out of the office. But what that does is that gives you an understanding of how you need to fix your systems and how you need to fix your company so that when you do step out, that doesn't fall off. So there's actually lessons to learn here by you taking time away because it allows you to see the holes inside of your own company, which allows you to repair the holes, which makes for a stronger, healthier company and a stronger, healthier you. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this, Andy. 24 years in business, right? And like, I know because I've been with you for the last three years, you're a 100% you fucking love this place, right? Yeah. Has it always been like that though? Right? Like, I mean, 24 years in business has every single day been exciting to come in. Absolutely not. How did you power through that part? Well, I didn't have any other options. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I talk about with zero option mentality. Like, I can't quit. If I quit, bro, there's fucking hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people that are going to suffer. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so 
you know, when things are hard and when things are difficult, you know, you do have to kind of pull from that, that discipline and that fucking grit and that fortitude muscle that you've been working on and apply it and realize like, fuck, this is a hard time, but we're going to get through it and we'll get back to sunshine here soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that resiliency and that ability to persevere through is essential for anybody that's looking to build anything. Because the reality is, is that even if, even when you love what you do, the days are still going to be hard as fuck. They're just not as mentally taxing because you understand what it is you're trying to build and what you're working on and where you're going with this. Um, where it really buries you mentally is like when I talk about people who talk about burnout, right? right. Right. Where they're doing something that they don't, and people misinterpret this turn, this this little point that I make all the time, but they they don't understand that when you are working on something that you're not passionate about, not clear about, uh, when in regards to the mission and how it's going to serve you, you are going to get burnt out very quickly. All right, and a lot of people think that they need rest and relaxation in those times. That's not what what the fuck you need. What you actually need is a realignment of working on something that matters to you, that you're passionate about, that you want to be a part of, and then working aggressively towards that. And that will actually energize you. It will do the opposite of what you feel right now, which is burnout. A lot of people attach burnout to working hours. That's not, that's not exactly what does it. What burns you out is working on something that you are way past the point of actually giving a fuck about and doing that over and over and over again. And so the way to correct that is not necessarily taking a vacation or because, bro, when you take that vacation, you come back, you're going right back to the thing that you don't give a fuck about. It might even be worse. After, that, that's yeah, what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. So we have to understand that when we feel burnt out and we feel frustrated and we feel angry that, you know, the re like give yourself a break thing is not the actual solution to this. The solution is to decide what it is that you actually want to fucking do and then aggressively attack that, which actually means more work than what you're putting in now. And then that will cure the situation of burnout, mm. all right? But people don't think of it like that because they want to just say, oh, I'm burned out. And they want to justify their, their rest or their vacation or whatever it is they're working on uh, or decide to do. It's more of a justification than it is a real, a real solution that they're trying to solve. So I'm trying to offer you a real solution. If you want to just say, oh, I'm burned out so you can go fuck off. Why not just say, hey, I want to go fuck off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Let's like, just skip the foreplay. Let's yeah, get into it. Right. Which <laughs> is okay. Yeah. Like, so anyway. Yeah. I love it. Any question number two. Do you believe that being competitive is a skill or do you believe it's a trait? And if it is a skill, what's how do you suggest going about improving that? Well, I think it's a reality more than anything. You know, uh, competitiveness is a, is a law of nature. Like when you look at animals in the animal world, the most competitive ones are the ones that fucking win. And they're the ones that have all the spoils and they survive and they reproduce. And that's why it's ca called natural order. All right. Natural order exists in all facets of life. It's reality. And what we see on the in culture now is, you know, them trying to remove natural order. Everything's got to be fair. Nothing can be offensive. Everything needs to get you, uh, you know, everything should be equal and everything like, bro, that's not reality. And that's why it doesn't work. That's why it fucking doesn't take. If it was a good idea, it would fucking take. It doesn't take because it's not reality. And so I think when you have to, when you look at competitiveness and you can look at any kid, you can look at Ryan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even younger younger kids and you give them a nerf a nerf fucking basketball and a hoop and they get the fucking nerf basketball in the hoop their natural reaction is to do what and they celebrate they get excited yeah. they're like fuck yeah and so like i personally believe that it is within all of us and i think they have worked really hard in society to eliminate it or get it viewed as a bad thing when in reality your entire success in life depends on you being a highly competitive person this is just the way it is you could fucking say oh i'm not competitive well if you say that you're guess what's going to happen to you you're going to get eaten up by people who are competitive they're not going to not be competitive just because you don't believe in it mm. no one's going to stop building their company or stop building their life or stop doing their thing because you don't believe that competition is the right thing you're going to get fucking killed is what's going to happen okay that's why we have all these young kids that come out of high school and they're taught this idealistic shit. No, they're not, they haven't kept score ever in a sport in their life. They've gotten participation trophies. They've been told that competition is evil. Be that as it may, and you believe that. When you walk out into the fucking playing field of real life, what happens to you is you get fucking destroyed. Okay? Now, that's intentional. That's what I've been talking about in Real AF for a long, long time. They intentionally create a situation where our young people cannot fucking compete because they've never taught them how to be competitive. And so what happens is these people go out in the real world and they get their fucking asses beat. And when they get their asses beat, they become like pouty babies and complain about the system. And then instead of recognizing that, oh, fuck, I lack a skill and I haven't developed a skill and I've been taught to disbelieve in something that is actual reality. And that's my fault. Okay, so, and it's it's the education system's fault too. Yeah. Okay, it's society's fault. 100%. We have we have we're suffering from fifteen to twenty years of terrible fucking ideas in the education system, terrible fucking parenting strategies. That's what we're suffering from, and it's created this 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 certain sect of young people that believe they should have all of your shit that you worked your whole life for. Oh, you should have half of my shit, or I shouldn't have my shit, so I can split it up amongst all you all that didn't do a fucking thing. Well, you know what? You guys can all fuck off. Real talk. Because it ain't fucking happening. I ain't giving you my shit. I don't give a fuck what the government tells me to do. It ain't fucking happening. And the truth of the matter is, you should be fucking embarrassed that you even believe in that ideology because the reality is, it's not my responsibility to fucking work my balls off so that you could fucking get a gender study degree and fucking sit at Starbucks and blog about how fucking fucked up the, you know, the difference between men and women is. Right. Like, bro, that I've been working. Mm. I've been doing this. I've been paying dues that you can't possibly fucking comprehend. Okay. So yes, I'm very anti carrying your fat, lazy fucking ass through life. Get a fucking job. Build yourself into someone who can be successful. And if you can't do that, then shut the fuck up mm. and let us go fucking do our thing. <sighs> it's the truth. <laughs> so, so like, let's say I'm one of those high school kids, right? Would you say, I guess, to start building that that competitive muscle? I mean, like, fuck. I mean, where do they start? Like, it, should they start competing? I don't with know. Who they Watch are a right fucking now? sports game. Do, do, is there a winner and there is is there a loser? Mm -hmm. Is there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's reality. Who gets paid the money? The winner. The winners are the losers. Yeah. Who gets paid the fucking big money in sports? The guys who score fucking points or the guys who don't score points? That should be your first fucking indicator. Who gets paid in real life? Oh, it's the people who actually fucking do shit and who are valuable. Okay? 
who lives in a nice house, who drives the nice car. Th those people are not your fucking enemy, dude. You should be looking at those people as inspiration for what's possible for yourself as opposed to just being a fucking pussy and saying, oh, fuck that person. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that I despise more than these communist fucking fucks that infiltrate our fucking society and start pointing the finger at people who work their entire fucking lives to have a life, okay, and provide a life for thousands of other people and point at it and say it's fucked up. No, you're fucked up. You don't have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. And unfortunately, you grew up in a time in America where they pacified you, they lied to you, they taught you the wrong shit, and you shouldn't be mad at me for that. You should be mad at the motherfuckers who taught you that. And the quicker that you could come to terms and understand that I am bought into a false reality and I need to get in line with actual reality, the quicker you will end your suffering as a human being. <clears throat> It's yeah. truth. No, that's that's the fucking truth, man. You know, these people are angry. Yeah. They're pissed off. Rightfully so. Bro, I get it. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. it. I, I'm not you should be pissed off, but it's not at me. Right. And it's not at other people that have built spent 20 something years building their lives. You should be pissed off at the fucking government and the education system and your fucking parents that taught you the wrong fucking shit. And you should take it upon yourself to fucking fix that shit in yourself today so that you don't have to ruin your whole life being a fucking dependent cry baby fucking pussy fuck for real yeah like bro what what's the alternative you're 22 years old and you bought into all this bullshit and you're getting your ass beat okay so you're going to take another 60 years of ass beating or are you going to decide oh shit i was taught the wrong thing i should maybe learn these new things and I can learn these new things and become an effective contributing member of society, provide for myself, provide for my family, set an excellent example for everybody around me and actually make this world a better place. Or you could spend the next 60 years being a fat, lazy, dependent fuck that everybody fucking hates because they hate paying their taxes to support you. It's your decision. You get to choose it. I, if I had my way, I would make every single person who has a fucking say in this country have to pay tax. You have to pay in the system or you can't have a fucking vote. That would be my solution to this because we have all these people. We have enough people now who have bought into that ideology where it's actually a discussion. There's a discussion for socialism and then there's a discussion for capitalism when in reality, capitalism is a superior fucking, most superior fucking way of doing things that's ever existed. Okay. And I can't help it that your brain can't fucking understand that. And I can't help it that you don't want to fucking work. I can't help it that you're so fucking lazy and you have such little self-esteem and such little self-respect that you would allow yourself to be dependent on a government for an extended period of time. I'm not saying that the government shouldn't step in and help people when they're bridging a gap in a hard time. I'm not saying that. But if we made every single human that's on fucking the welfare assistance pass a fucking drug test before they got it, we probably wouldn't have so many people on it. If we gave them a time limit of how much time they could use, we probably wouldn't have so many people on it. If we actually encouraged people to win and build a great life, we probably wouldn't have so many people upon it. But the problem is they want people on it. They want you on it. They need you on it. They want you on it because yeah. if you're on it, you're dependent on them, then you vote for the dependents. And that's what they're creating intentionally. That's why you've been taught all this fucking wrong shit and why you cannot get any traction in real life. It's a tragedy. It's fucking wrong. It makes me angry too. You know how many people out there 
are way behind in life because they've been taught this bad, these, these bad ideas and things that aren't reality, bro, you can't go into nature and fucking talk natural order out of it. Mm-mm. You don't get to go into nature and with the, with, and the fucking the hierarchy of, of, you know, predators and get to talk to them all and say, all right, guys, uh, we're all going to stop fucking eating each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just grass now. Yeah, like, motherfucker, they're still going to eat. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. Like, they don't understand this about this, this fucking discussion that we're talking about. They don't get that, like, you can fucking pout and cry and be a victim your whole entire life. The only person that's going to lose from that is you. You're never getting my shit, dude. You're never getting these other people's shit because whatever rules or laws they make, those people are going to figure out how to fucking still get their shit. And so you can hate them all you want. You can fuck with them all you want. But at the end of the day, you're the motherfucker that's going to pay the price of living a miserable existence for the next 60 fucking years on this planet. And if I had a hope for all of these people is that they would understand this today and start working on becoming their better selves. But it's highly unlikely because the cultural conditioning is so fucking strong. Man. A lot of these people wake up when they're 30 years old and they're like, fuck, oh, shit. I fucking yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. And they wake up and they realize, oh shit, I was manipulated. This isn't true. And they start to try to change. I'm trying to save you 10 years of your life by telling you what I just told you. Figure it out fucking today. Okay. I would like to quickly add. Oh, would something. you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was fantastic. First of all, every, every youngster should listen to that. And I would like to add that I was one of those people like you were talking about. I was one of those people who were taught and taught that success is so evil. Everybody who's rich has done some kind of shady shit. And it took me, number one, how you talk about self-awareness, to accept that I maybe am wrong and started listening to people like you and have a shift in my mindset. And this also goes in with the question that DJ asked, like how to be more competitive. I believe that I have changed so much in the last two years being around each one of you because of seeing and observing your drive that I want to be oh, like shit's you. Contagious, yeah. Shit is extremely yeah. contagious. Yeah. Like I cannot even relate to myself two years ago because I am trying to, in my own way, emulate you and everybody in this room. Now I'm trying to catch up to you and you are trying to obviously get better. So we all are getting better and that I feel has multiplied the competitiveness that I had in me. But again, to your point, we have been taught so much wrong stuff and if we have self-awareness and kind of accept that maybe I could be wrong and start shadowing or learning from somebody like you who has done real-world stuff, I believe that not only can pump up our competitiveness, but also can really put out the natural order, the real ideas that can make successful. Well, bro, first of all, I appreciate that. And, and I mean, dude, you, you, have, you have figured that out. I mean, you're a very competitive dude and you work very, very hard. But, you know, we have to understand why. Like, this is, this is, this is the essence of why I do CTI and Real AF and not just MFCO anymore. Now, I am bringing MFCO back because I think it's something that needs to be, we need it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what people have to understand is there's a reason why we're taught success is bad. There's a reason why we are not taught how to balance our finances in high school. There's a reason why we are kept in the dark on so many things. And that reason is because when we are high achieving, high fucking functioning, 
high-earning, healthy, intelligent, smart beings, we are much harder to control than people who are subservient and dependent and fat and uneducated and unhealthy. We are, we are less of a customer for their matrix. And that's what people have to understand because, dude, if that, like when you, you guys out there that like, because there is people that listen to the show that don't necessarily agree with what I say. I don't know why the fuck you guys listen, but you do. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My my assumption is you understand that some of the shit I say is right. And what I'm telling you right now is absolutely right. And like you guys shouldn't be fucking mad at people like me or other people out there who are, I'm trying to fucking help you, mm -hmm. okay? You should be mad at the fucking system that creates this shit. Yeah. And you should do everything you can to shove it down, shove it down their fucking throats, okay? That means becoming financially fit. That'd be becoming physically fit. That means fucking putting educational shit in your brain. It means keeping an open mind. It means not buying into the identity politics where people hate each other and actually being the opposite of that, being a, a good listener, fucking empathetic human that actually lifts people up and helps them get better as opposed to trashing them and just being an overall piece of shit. Like, dude, the ultimate rebellion is personal excellence. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because if we can all rebel against the mediocrity that they try to impose on us intentionally, their fucking systems crumble. This is just the way it works. So yeah. that was good input on that, bro. Appreciate uh, it. That came to my mind because he was talking about how you can cultivate competitiveness and just adding to your point, I was thinking like if somebody's 16 to 18 years old, how about reaching out to somebody who is like you have real world success and working for them for free? And try to shadow what they have done and why they have done it. And maybe try to even 10% accept that maybe my ideology could be wrong. Maybe I would just leave it for chance and go shadow somebody and try to learn from them. Like what has made them successful? And maybe that will help cultivate competitiveness. Yeah. Or you can just listen to what I just told you and make the switch today. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For free. That's right. No, that's good, good stuff, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, Andy, our third and final question. Question number three. Uh, Andy, how has your view on taking risk when you had no money uh, versus your position about taking risk now with money, how has that changed? And is the ability to take risk a major factor in becoming successful? Yeah, most people look at risk the wrong way. Okay, first of all, I pretend like I don't have any money all the time. It doesn't matter how much money I have. Now, I know I have money, but I, I, I act as if I don't have any mm -hmm. because I want to act with the proper urgency and the risk assessment um, level that I would have when I did have no money because that's the difference between offensively working towards where it is you want to go or playing not to lose. You can either play to win or you can play not to lose. And where you really get beat is when you start playing not to lose. Just like in football, when teams yeah. start playing the prevent defense, what happens? They're fucked. They start losing, mm -hmm. okay? So the key is to stay on offense all the time. So you have to understand, this is where that mentality I talk about all the time, zero options mentality comes in. I have to pretend I don't have any money, um, which can be challenging at this point in my life because I have a very cool life, yeah. right? Um, but... I try to ask myself before I make decisions, like in terms of business strategy and things I do, how, how would I look at this if I didn't have something to fall back on? What move would I make? All right. So I consciously work, work, work through those decisions. Um, and then I think most people look at risk the wrong way. 
risk is not about asking yourself, you know, um, <clears throat> it's not about like, what's this, you know, weighting the goods and the bads and this and that. I've never looked at risk that way. Here's what I look at it all the time, every single time. What if I don't do it? Hmm. What if I fucking don't do it? What's going to happen if I don't go? What's going to happen if I don't make that decision? What's going to happen if I don't build my body? What's going to happen if I don't build my career? What's going to happen if I don't make these phone calls? What's going to happen if I don't fucking make this business plan? What if I don't invest here? What if I don't do that? And so that drives me far more, and I think most people far more, than thinking about it like, oh, what's the risk in this? Well, the the fucking risk is you're going to fucking lose if you don't do shit, bro. Mm. That's the risk. And so I think a lot of people get caught up in the in the way that most people look at risk, which is, you know, fuck, I don't know, man, this is pretty risky. Like, ah, fuck, I don't know. And I'm, I'm like looking around. I'm like, well, this shit fucking sucks right here. Uh, I don't want this shit, so I better do that, mm. right? And so I think it's about what's going to happen when, you know, you don't do it. That's how you should be looking at risk. That's that's how I think the proper way to look at risk is. And that's how I try to look at it. Yeah, it's not, it's not what you have to lose. It's what you have to gain. It, basically, yeah. yeah. Or what. Like, or I have to stay here where it's this place I don't fucking like. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, I, that's what people have to understand is, like, your life that you're comfortable in right now is probably a small fraction of the reality that you actually desire. So, you're not choosing, like, what? so you fucking lose. What do you lose? Hmm. What do you lose? Oh, you get to stay in this fucking life that you're right. not happy with anyway? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like. Fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, start thinking about it. what happens if you don't do it. Oh, I get to stay fucking here. Well, this this sucks. I want something else, so I'm gonna fucking do these things. Mm-hmm. And so those two aspects, you know, the zero option mentality, and then also the uh, the thinking about risk and the the way of you know what's gonna happen if I don't do it. I think those two things help me move forward and make those decisions properly. Well, that's it, man. That's all I got. Yeah, that's three. That's three. Go pay the fee. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed